Welcome to Freedom from Anxiety with me, your host, Yisrael Roll. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and I have treated thousands of clients for anxiety and depression. In my clinical practice, I've developed a technique, a seven-step program called Freedom from Anxiety to Overcome Anxiety, seven hands-on strategies of how to overcome anxiety. Let me share with you a story of how I first got involved with anxiety and how to overcome anxiety. I served as the rabbi of the New West End Synagogue in London, England. We lived 200 yards from Kensington Palace, the palace of Princess Diana. When my children would play in the park outside the palace, sometimes the Red Royal Air Force helicopter bearing Princess Diana would land just outside the palace on a helicopter pad and she would enter the palace. The police would cordon off the area for security purposes, and we would say, there's the princess. And I would bend down with the children and say, look, there's the princess. Wave to the princess. And she would come out of the palace and wave to all the children in the palace gardens, and we would say, look at the princess. Wave to her. Oftentimes, the helicopter of the princess would be coming home late at night, and it would hover over our house as if to land on our roof. It would be 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning, And I would turn to my wife and say, Princess Diana is not keeping very good hours. She's not being a very good example to the community. I'll have to have a word with her. Well, be careful what you wish for because sometimes it comes true. And then on Friday afternoon, November 29th, 1996, I went into my local barbershop, Lucas's Hair Salon on Bayswater Road, just down the street from the palace, and I saw a woman sitting on a sofa next to a boy having his hair cut. And she looked exactly like Princess Diana. So I turned to the man opposite, on the couch opposite, and I said, Is that the princess? He said, I don't know. It turns out that he was her security guard. A young woman ran into the shop and asked her, May I have a photograph with you? She said, I'd rather not, thank you. Then I knew this was the princess. So I was sitting down opposite the princess, about six feet away from her, and I said, Princess, I'm the rabbi of the New West End Synagogue. Around the corner in St. Petersburg, she cut me off in mid-sentence, and she said, Do you mean a rabbi's could take off a half an hour for a haircut? I rose to the occasion, and I said, It appears as if even princesses can take off a half an hour for a haircut. She smiled, and I said, Princess, we invited the princess to come to our cantorial concert, our music concert, at our synagogue, which was taking place the very next night, Saturday night. I had written to her eight months before, asking her to come. She wrote back through her secretary from St. James Palace, saying, unfortunately, the princess was otherwise engaged that night. I reminded her about the invitation, and she said, thank you for inviting me. This was just after she revealed to the world on an interview called Panorama, which is like 60 Minutes. She revealed her problems with the royal family, her difficulties with the queen, her impending divorce, and her bulimia. She had an eating disorder growing up called bulimia. And I said to her, Princess, we have a saying, be strong and of good courage. I wish the princess well. And then Lucas said to me, Rabbi, go to the back of the store and get your hair washed and get ready for the haircut. As I walked to the back of the store, I walked by the young man having his haircut sitting right next to the princess. He looked very much like the princess, and only his hairdresser knows for sure. Prince William has moose put in his hair. Yes, Prince William, who just got married to Kate Middleton, has moose put in his hair. 
And so after they left, Lucas turned to me and said, Rabbi, your turn, sit down. I said, Lucas, I can't sit there. He said, why not? I said, that's the throne chair just vacated by the future king of England. If I sat there, I'd never be able to wash my hands again. Lucas said, Rabbi, sit down. When your barber speaks, you listen. So I sat down, had my hair cut, and said, Lucas, you never told me that you cut the hair of the Princess of Wales and the King of England. He said, I usually go into the palace. I was cleared for security by MI5 to go into the palace, but this time they came in unannounced before the holidays without an appointment, so I gave them a haircut and had my chance. Well, I went home, got ready for the, the Sabbath, Friday night, came home after the services, and I said, Julie, children, you'll never guess who I just met. I met the Princess of Wales and the future King of England. Then I stopped. I looked at our beautiful Sabbath table, beautiful tablecloth, candles burning, and I said, you know something? He's a king, and I'm a king. She's a queen, and mommy's a queen. Why? Because what is the job of a king? What is the essence of a job of a queen? Of course, their job is to legislate, to rule, to be ceremonial heads of state, and to christen boats. But the essence of being a king, the essence of royalty is to provide, to be a giver, to provide for health care, for police protection, health protection, fire protection. That's the job of a king and a queen. The job of a king and a queen is to rule through parliament, to rule through Congress, to be the ones who look after and provide and give to the people. That's why I said to my children, listen, the king and queen provide and so do we. We provide for you, we give you a home, we give you education and clothing. They're a king and we're a king and queen. Just like them, we provide for you as well. That's the essence of kingship. And then I gave it some more thought. To be a king, to be a queen, to be a giver, to be a royal person who provides for other people, who thinks about other people, you have to be other-oriented. You have to be a person who thinks of others. And that can only take place if you are whole with yourself, if you are good with yourself. The person is confused, the person is distraught, the person is anxious and nervous and overwhelmed. They are not going to be able to be other-oriented. They are going to be consumed and overwhelmed and exhausted with their own issues. They're going to be confused, or as we say, fun-cused. And they will not be able to be a person who thinks and gives to other people. And so I decided to embark upon a journey of self-discovery, of how to build up my own self-esteem, build up my own self-awareness, and to resolve my own anxiety issues, to become a person who is less confused, more whole, more wholesome, more together, and to share that with other people. And so I want to share with you these seven techniques I've developed, seven hands-on strategies to be able to overcome anxiety. They are practical strategies, ways that you can really change your life today, make your life better, wholesome, find serenity, inner peace, and calm in your life today.